At lunch I eat a sandwich with a glass of Coke to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional bond. But now when I have downtime, I can do what I want. And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber, the podcast where we find pointy headgear from Jotunheim quite fashionable. And my name is Larry Wu. And I'm Curtis Withers. Um, Larry, I think like if I could get uh, uh, the the time, what, what are they called? The time, time variance, variance authority. authority, the time variance authority to to, uh, to do me a solid. It would go. It'd be to go back to last week's episode where uh, where I picked the Winnipeg Jets to beat the the Montreal Canadiens in the in the playoffs. Just one week later, <laughs> we're looking at a Montreal sweep. And I'm looking like an idiot. <laughs> well, if, if you learned from the episode, Curtis, that's just the way it is. That's the way it was supposed to be. So we're we're both referring to the episode, very first episode, and we had just literally just finished watching it of Loki uh, on Disney Plus. Um, so we're just gonna break normal protocol, and we're gonna go straight talking about the episode while it's still fresh in our minds. So. I'll let you go first, Curtis. So, what? So, what's your first thoughts on episode one? Um, before you start, though, it was a pretty long episode, like compared to the other TV shows, I guess, because it was a it was a full on hour. Yes, yeah. So it's a full hour, or we're very close to it. Um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, I thought it was, um, you know, I expected it after I saw the trailer to be, you know, something different, something a little bit, uh, a little bit weirder, and. Uh, I uh I wasn't disappointed I, and uh I kind of like this whole like this is something we've never seen before in the in in the MCU is the the uh time variance authority it exists in the comics to some degree but like it's just wacky it's like it's like a mix of sort of powerful time bending technology set in a 60s office motif <laughs> and I'm here for it yeah, no, no, I, 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 I wholeheartedly agree. Um, it was a fun episode. It, it moved quite along, and they did a really good job, kind of introducing and explaining the uh, TVA and the timekeepers, and without meandering about it, like they, I, they just kind of went straight to it, right? Because Loki has no clue about it, you know, and and that as nor that he should, unless he something he did something like what he did now, because it was all explained with that vid- that kind of PSA video while he's lining up to be for his number to be called. Yeah, the, it's a cartoon like it's got that old uh, cartoon, that old animation style. Kind of re- reminds me of that old Wizard of Oz cartoon. That used to be you be used sort of like as sort of like interstitials between other cartoons on Saturday Saturday morning, yeah. um, and uh, and and it's voiced or and it's hosted by a uh, by an anthropomorphic clock named uh, Miss Minutes, who's voiced by uh, uh, Canada's own Tara Strong, who if you've played any video games, you probably uh, had her voice one of the characters. Yeah. So. Um... They do a good job kind of picking it up right away, right? They, um, it's like instantaneously where Loki picks up the Tesseract in, um, Endgame and he just lands 
in yeah. the Gobi Desert somewhere. And at that point in time, the TVA pick him up, thus showing their superiority because they, they take him out quite easily, right? Yeah, they have... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They, uh, the one of the um, the the, the uh, Minutemen, she uh, she hits she hits him in the face with something that causes him to to uh, move to to experience the hit in one sixteenth time, but feel feel the pain in real time. pain the entire time. <laughs> yeah, because it allows her to to put the neck restraint on him, right? Yeah. And uh. But what was interesting is the um, the device that they plant at the end of the um, this the scene before they take him away. Um, and uh, do you remember what it's called? I I know they reference it so many times, it, um, it, but it's basically they re- refer to it as a reset. Oh yeah, the reset. Yeah, they're they're calling it and prune. They they're always saying they're going to prune prune things yeah so at first i was like oh what does that do what and like even when we were talking just while the episode was kind of rolling in the credits the beginning credits and i said oh i think what they mean by that is that device actually erases that timeline yeah like it just kind of zaps it out yeah um because uh the whole tva's uh objective is to make sure that these that there's a single universe that there's not a multi-verse existing. I guess that's how they're right. So that would make sense that they're pruning. They're pruning any sort of offshoot timelines. So basically, it's a giant. It's a I mean, tiny doomsday device. Yeah, that that can affect time. <laughs> so it's it, right away, like you said, it's just like it's so out there, which I totally welcome because I think you know the last. I guess the first few phases of of Marvel, other than Guardians. And, and a bit of the last bit of Thor, you're kind of constrained with the earthly heroes and just stuff that's happening on earth. And now they're kind of venturing off into let's expand our mind. Maybe it started off with uh, Dr. Strange, but you know, Hey, yeah, we got this little device. It erases time and existence. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So think- yeah, they, 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 they go to the TVA or the, this, I, I guess that's what they call that realm or, the dimension or whatever they exist in, which is, I guess, outside of time. Again, you're, you're talking about really crazy concepts, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's outside of time. The, the, the aesthetic is definitely of a time. Like it's, uh, I was saying Larry to you, uh, uh, before the show that one of my favorite things about the, uh, the, the episode was the, uh, the end credit sequence. It's just so, like so such a cool style like it's just this old almost looks like a 70s cop sort of show the way that they're you know uh all all the equipment that they're using it is just like uh got that sort of like really brown and orange <laughs> 70s vibe is really yeah, cool and, and it's it's i i guess they picked it because it, it has that aesthetic or where it's like the the beginning or maybe the quote unquote golden age of white collar jobs. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's why they picked it, because you know, they're 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 such an orderly organization that they feel that it's like extremely bureaucratic. Right? Like even the whole when they apprehend Loki, he has to go through several rooms, which happens to be like this elevator he keeps dropping into. Yeah. And it's all like, oh, this does only does this one thing. 
this and the fun and off the, the funniest thing is the device to to check if he's a robot that's right yeah yeah <laughs> and he goes oh do you think you're a robot what is that supposed to mean? And uh, he was basically, saying, oh, you'd be surprised how many people who didn't think they're robots and they were. Yeah. <laughs> so what yeah. happens if I'm a robot? And it like, I guess it disintegrates. So it cooks you from the inside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he's second guessing. And then Loki, you know, the ever confident Loki is all, all of a sudden uh, second guessing himself as to whether or not he's, <laughs> he's a robot. Actually, yeah, yeah that, that was a pretty funny scene. And then obviously that the, the one scene that you that they feature in the trailer where it's the guy documenting everything Loki says with that dot matrix dot matrix printer. And he's got a yeah, cat in the right. office. Yeah. And then every time Loki says, this is ridiculous. And another sheet prints off. Yeah, yeah sign this too. <laughs> what, what I really liked was um, was like obviously, you know, uh, Loki, you know, progresses a fair amount in in, in the MCU over there, mm. like from from the original Thor movies and the Avengers, where he's kind of like, you know, the the this the the villainous, you know, the 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 villainous man who would be king, to sort of like a more of an antihero foil for for thor in uh up, up until uh you know he's he's uh killed by thanos in um infinity war um so he's got to go in tom hiddleston has to go in you know as loki from earlier in his career he's got to channel channel that same energy he 20... can't channel like modern like his more recent loki uh, uh roles he's got to He's got to go. He's got to go back a few years. Let's 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 explore that further. You're you're totally right. He he had to start off being 2012 Loki again. Yeah. Without all that additional growth of the character, which is quite a few movies, right? Yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, like it's Thor two, Thor three, and then and, uh, uh, Infinity. Well. I guess Thor two and three are his big growth movies, right? Yeah. I guess, and then, um, and then obviously in in Infinity War at the at, at the beginning, um, but uh, no, you're you're totally right because I and I they I think they did a really decent job because you're right they had to kind of catch him up very quickly because they they couldn't leave him as 2012 Thor, and and I guess the theme of the episode so far is he he is who he is, yeah. So they just kind of draw that modern day Loki out. Now he's obviously still different, but it, it, in, in a, in very quick scene, they, they draw that Loki out. Yeah, Um, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Essentially like he, because he's getting, um, essentially interrogated as to his nature by, uh, Mobius, um, uh, agent Mobius who's played, uh, by Owen Wilson in a very Owen Wilson-y type way, which was which fit completely well with the with 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 the tone of the of the show. And I guess like he's you know being shown things that are you know supposed to happen to Loki that he's kind of screwed up because he's you know because he stole the Tesseract and caused this offshoot. Um, so he finds out that you know his 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 mother dies which happens in thor the dark world and that he's responsible for it uh inadvertently um you know he finds and uh and then you know not to get into the nuts and bolts of the episode but 
he he later sort of has access to his file and watches like the rest of it. So he kind of sees how he him and Thor kind of grow closer. And then he sees his death and at the hands of Thanos. And, um, you know, he's definitely he's definitely shaken. So, you know, it's kind of like you're right. It kind of, you know, catches him up to speed. You know, he's not. Yeah, you're right. He's not necessarily going to be the exact same Loki that we, you know, knew from Ragnarok and uh, the beginning of Infinity War. Who's kind of a, a more heroic Loki necessarily, but you know, he definitely, you know, kind of sees what's in store for him, and you know, he's it's it, it affects him. Well, he accepts he accepts his true nature. Yeah, yeah, I I, I really like that too, and and the fact that he watches that his future that he doesn't see that we know of by himself, which is great, right? Like it, it didn't, it didn't require Mobius to, for him to have that, you know, awakening Mm -hmm. because by the time Mobius comes back to his office, like Loki's kind of seeing things a bit clearer now. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's toned down the um, he's toned down the god speak, you know, and the the and the threats of retribution, and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, he's more willing to uh, more willing to talk. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm 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 certainly invested after that that mm-hmm. episode. I I liked like I just liked how different it was. I liked I liked the aesthetic of the of the of the sets. I, I like the I, I like sort of like the the hell the hellish bureaucracy that Loki <laughs> has to deal with. I like the characters, you know. Um, so, you know, I'm 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 quite interested to see uh, to see how this how this pans out. Well, yeah, because it's a great little fish out of water story as well, right? Because a person like Loki who thinks he has full control over his destiny mm-hmm. is now in a heavily bureaucratic um rule-based <laughs> existence now yeah that you would never catch a character like that working in you, you know take take the god of uh the god of asgard out of the picture like just his nature like having him work in a in a white collar office environment like that it, yeah. so i think i think there's there's some comedy there's some comedy ready to go there and and um paired well with owen wilson uh, I, I don't think I really had any doubts he'd be really good, but he he is really he's really good in it. Like it's yeah. it's, it's perfect, and yeah. I, I like the two working together. The the chemistry is good. Um, the the slew of side characters. Um, I assume that some of the Minutemen will will probably be in all the episodes. Uh, I don't know their names or even if they're kind of brought up, but there's some interesting uh, side characters. Um, but one character we want to talk about is the villain, and they 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 talk about Loki when we're when we're watching the Loki on the screen. You know, he he sees himself as the villain, and obviously he convinces himself that that's not really his true true nature. Um, only to be revealed right away that he is the villain, which is kind of interesting in a sense. So there is another variant of Loki running around, right? And he, um, you know, given given his meddlesome nature and his, and you know, he's powerful, he's meddlesome. You know, it's it's not that much of a stretch to think that there would be multiple 
you know, that he would have done this kind of multiple times, you know, created offshoot timelines. And, uh, you know, I, I guess maybe what happens is um, in one of those timelines, he hasn't been apprehended by the TVA. He hasn't accepted his true nature, uh, either through living it or at least seeing what it's supposed to look like. And so he's still like this um, sort of very, very sort of uh, arch villain type. Um, so, you know, it would be so that that that's, I guess, what they're kind of teasing is that there's going to be sort of the Loki, the Loki we know now against like the Loki had he never had any sort of exposure to you know, the, the forces that sort of got him to accept that he, he, he wasn't a killer or he wasn't, he wasn't a, mm-hmm. someone who enjoyed hurting people or, mm-hmm. you know, a, yeah, a, no, no, a ruthless Loki. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's do it. And I'm, I'm sure there might be more to Mobius because, um, because Mobius, obviously he, he is heard that they captured another Loki. So, um, he's obviously trying to recruit him and yeah and that's that's how it goes um the only other the one thing you do kind of that is kind of revealed it's not you know not really a spoiler if you watch the episode um that the other loki is collecting these though those doomsday device reset devices right yeah yeah um obviously to do something obviously nefarious with it but with all of them maybe um so that'll be interesting to see how it comes out i wonder if all the other episodes are going to be an hour long or was this just kind of like we needed to get quite a bit in to get loki to where we need to kind of start the story yeah it's hard to say i i've, I've found so far that, that that there tend to be you know pretty pretty uh all over the place with episode lights i remember the uh the second season of the Mandalorian had some like half hour episodes. And then it, then that then it also had some 45 minute episodes. Well, I, I suspect that it might be, they're all going to be like in that 50 minute mark. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at IMDb, it looks like the, it is a six episode run, uh, very similar to um, Falcon and winter soldier. So it's basically a six hour adventure. Again, Disney perfect Disney plus perfect format for something like this, because this saves us from watching a trilogy of two hour of three, two hour movies. Yeah. Yeah. Breaks it <laughs> up nicely. Breaks it up nicely. Um, just like, uh, well, I guess all of them are not really, they're all going to build upon. They're not necessarily episodic, right? Like it's not like Loki and Owen Wilson save the day in one episode and then go for beer and, <laughs> then the next episode whatever so it's it's going to build right um yeah and and uh it's pretty interesting uh, you'd think maybe some something must go awry here because we know that the next doctor strange movie is the multiverse of madness and we're introduced to a to a very powerful organization whose job it is to preserve the sanctity of the of 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 the one timeline the chosen timeline mm-hmm. so if there's a multiverse they're not doing their job or something's happened yeah that's that's a that's perfectly um 
good good theory and, and it makes sense because i this this movie is supposed to keep wandavision in this movie is supposed to queue up dr strange right yeah yeah um but unfortunately dr strange is not coming out till next year so it, it's too bad it doesn't blend right into it mm-hmm. unless the eternals somehow play into that mm, possibly yeah uh because that's going to be coming out in the fall was there anything else in the episode that, that we want to kind of call out? Uh, I, I think the only other thing um, that uh, was kind of interesting to me were the other variants that were in um, uh, in the episode, but just kind of in the background. Yeah. So you maybe. had that other human being who was just being obnoxious, and then yeah. Loki saw the consequences of of them of him break not following the rules, and he just gets erased. <laughs> yeah i guess that's the only other way to, to say it uh and then he's like looking for his ticket yeah that was really scrambling funny. looking for his his, yeah. his, his little stub <laughs> and then there's the um there's the one alien that that we're familiar with from uh uh from the captain marvel series right uh, oh, we... i think he's just kind of like standing in line waiting for some waiting for some next step as well oh right yeah i think um, i might have i think i might i think i might have missed that yeah, it, it was just very quickly. He was just kind of like Loki was being escorted and they, the guy was just standing there like waiting to be processed or whatever. Oh, I um, let's take a look. But but one of the side characters uh, that, that you and I talked about is is the meekish guy that takes the Tesseract away from uh, Loki. Casey. <laughs> That's right. He, he's, he, again, he's just he's like the mailroom guy, right? <laughs> so he's got his little cart. Yeah. And um, so Loki goes to find Casey to, and he does this, there's this hilarious scene where he's threatening him, threatening him with a, a fish or threatening him to turn him into a fish or something they got like him that. like a fish. Yeah. And he's like, what's a fish? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's a very sheltered life. That's right. And, and Loki reveals to find out that not only he has a task rack, but this whole cart is filled with infinity stones. Yeah. And he's um, like, we get a lot of them here. Yeah, we're even using them as paperweights. Yeah. Um. But I. But that's that's a great little vehicle to kind of show Loki, like, listen, what you experience in your existence is nothing to them, right? It's like, well, so what? You know, in Loki's world, he's quite a powerful being, but mm-hmm. to to think that there's someone even more beyond, like, just like infinitely more powerful than than uh, than he is, I guess it's it's hard for someone like that to accept. Yeah. Um, but, uh, what was that other kind of weird scene, that flashback where the DB Cooper reference? Yeah, I had to look that, I had to look that up. So I, I, I hadn't heard of DB Cooper before I do. I, 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 I think I know about the myth, right? He, he was, he was someone that actually got away with, um, with, with some kind of ransom on a plane, wasn't it? Yeah. It's the only unsolved case of, of like air piracy that we know of like somehow managed to get the rans to get some ransom money and and somehow get off of the plane i guess while it was in flight Mm. and there's all this i think in the pacific northwest it's a big like it's kind of a big uh like like it's kind of a big part of 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 their mythology like there's db cooper themed restaurants and db cooper (laughs) parties and all this kind of stuff but i'd never heard of it i had to look it up afterwards i was like who is that so 
So, so I guess I guess that's how they're explaining it. Is that you know the reason that that he uh, that he was able to get off the plane is because it was Loki doing it on a dare. <laughs> but but that, that, yeah, like that 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 was just kind of a weird scene. Like I remember seeing it in the trailer. I thought it was just like a mission that they that they that the time variance folks put him on. I didn't realize it was like this type of flashback, and I was just like, "Where's where's this going?" And then yeah, yeah. it was just kind of. I, I guess it was a way to kind of show Loki, "Hey, you and your brother are still brothers, right? Like you're you're goofing around. You're you're you're." your comrades in arms yeah you don't you don't really truly hate the guy yeah 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 i thought i thought that was good i, I yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to the rest of the series i i, I just wish um there, there'd be an immediate follow-up but this six episodes from here takes us or actually no it actually overlaps i think loki loki and uh black widow movie might overlap Oh, when, when is when is that getting? That's like early. That's like early July. Yeah. Finally. So, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's going to be weird coming from, coming from like uh, the lat, I guess, Wandavision in this, and then kind of going back to, well, you don't have powers. You're just kind of a good fighter and with great agility and instincts, and yeah. just kind of going to that. But but who knows? Uh, so far, Marvel is is surprising me with everything that they're doing these days yeah there hasn't really been any duds um you know some stuff you might like more than others depending on your tastes but i think like you know they've got such a good idea of how to craft these things it's really strange like you know when we were kids there was a there was the richard donner superman movie Mm -hmm. and superman 2 and then a couple of garbage Supermans, and then and then the Michael Keaton Batman movie, and then it was it was it was you know there were other superhero movies, but they were generally garbage. And uh, it was it was one of those things that when I was young, I was like, how come there's not like an X Men movie or a you know a Fantastic Four movie? And I'm, I'm not counting the Roger Corman one, um, you know. I like it just thought it lent itself so well to to cinema mm-hmm. and now, now we're in an age where like that's all there is almost like it's just like there's so many but they do them so well you're right no no uh, it's it it captures the imagination great storytelling and they're Unlike hero movies of the past, they're not over like the the amount of money they're throwing at it. Like that was an expensive episode that we saw. Yeah. Like let's face it. <laughs> um, none of that stuff would have been cheap. Um, so, uh, like we said, it Marvel just has a good formula and they're executing and they're just pumping it out. And you, they're getting to the point where they're all kind of branching out so far that it's almost unfair or wouldn't be right to call even Loki a superhero movie. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's not your traditional guy with a cape solving stuff. These are getting into really deep stories and, and, and character and, um, and and just kind of more universe building, right? 
yeah yeah so still linked to the universe but not not uh you know the sort of we gotta take down we gotta take down x villain who's threatening x city kind of thing and, and those then, movies will always still be around and 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 they'll be welcome but uh yeah it's nice to to have something different to sort of sink your teeth into yeah so but how does how, do, how does this how does this first episode compare to even the, the justice league movie that you saw with Zack snyder well, I mean, <laughs> there is no subtlety in that Justice League movie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was thinking of it the other day, though, about how I still really did like that Justice that Justice League movie. Um, again, like, like DC DC's track record for not for everything. Like, I think they've done pretty well with animated stuff, and you know, very well with with animated stuff. I might even say, and. Uh, you know they've got their Arrowverse and all that kind of stuff. Like you know they've 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 got their they've 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 had some successes, but like in in the film world, it's just been such a weird patchwork sort of method that. But when I saw that Justice League movie, I was like, so if if it was like if Zack Snyder, which is what they were going for, was in control of the DC universe, I'd be into it. It would just, but it would be different. It would be no, it would be less, it would be less fun. That's right. But I think his, but I think like it would have, if, if, if like the studios didn't interfere and he was allowed to do, to do his, his sort of Snydery things, which means like a lot of melodrama, a lot of almost music videos. And it worked. I don't know. Like I would, I wouldn't mind like just as a, as something different from Marvel. Like let's just watch. Let's just watch a dark ass <laughs> DC movie. where 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 everything is just like oh I need to, I just I have an idea for a cool shot and then we just kind of lead towards it and then yeah. what's the next cool looking shot I'm I'm just gonna put in there yeah yeah um, I mean it's it's definitely like it's not like his style is not for everyone it's not for me most times but but I I just I th- I think maybe part of it too is I still think that's such an amazing story the fact that it even got made is like such a weird but interesting story you know the and the fact that warner brothers put money into it like you know, <laughs> they, they refilmed the dire scenes and oh it was just it's just well, it's just crazy we'll have to see how the press goes tomorrow and how well it premiered today um and and how many people were were watching it like you and i we usually record on a wednesday and we went oh we have to watch it before we start recording um, at least for the first episode. And then we can, we can kind of go from there. Um, but maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe that's, that's the whole thing that the whole inside joke about, um, about the to- about messing with time is the fact that this, this show is not on your typical prime time. That's right, Friday yeah. night, Thursday night <laughs> spot. Let's put it on a Wednesday. <laughs> Well, I I have I did look briefly. I didn't really read them, but I did look at sort of like the headlines of a couple of sort of uh, you know AV Club type uh, websites, and and it seems to be getting pretty favorable reviews. So we'll see uh, we'll see if that translates into uh, sort of uh, you know the the uh, the average viewer what they think of it. But yeah, I, there's a lot to like. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Because uh, Star Wars looks like it's kind of taken a bit of a hit because there, it had been announced or um, 
Pascal uh, had announced that they haven't started shooting yet. So they, they, I don't think Mandalorian's coming back in the fall. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, what if... the, Pascal says, we haven't been shooting. No. So, but they, they have been shooting Book of Boba Fett. So maybe they're, maybe they did that on purpose. Yeah, maybe just to um, give them. But what I hope, or again, it's, it's Star Wars. And unfortunately, they're not learning from their Marvel counterparts. I have a funny feeling they're not shooting because I don't think they even know where they're taking Mandalorian for season three. Mm, that's quite possible. Like they had this great climactic ending, but now Grogu and he are separated. Yeah. So now what? Because we knew that Mandalorian would not be a unknown end. Like they, I think they said three seasons, that's it. Yeah. I don't think they have an ending. <laughs> I think they, I think they, 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 they blew everything they had on the end of season two, which I think I would have been okay if that was the end of the series. It's actually, I think it would be a very good end to the series when you think about it. Though, I mean, like, as you said, where are they going next? I mean, that, that was a definite end, right? Like, yeah, he's not with Grogu anymore, but he, he did his, he did what he set out to do, which was get him, you know, to take care of him, get him to the Jedi. And I don't, and you know, the, the fanboys will say, but he's got the dark saber, but I don't think he, uh, he himself cares about leading the Mandalorians. No, I don't think you know so. what I mean, <laughs> where you have another character that they just introduced in that season. That was her sole purpose was to get the saber back. Uh, yeah. So I, I would not be surprised. And that's, that's pretty much the MO of star Wars, like at least the modern day star Wars. Maybe not the cartoons, but the cartoons always have a finite end, right? Like it's not like they are setting out to write um, the that last second, I guess a pre prelude, not prelude, uh, the the end of Clone Wars the cartoon. That had, it, it was a a piece that they had to write. Even Bad Batch, I don't think I think they have an end in mind. Mm -hmm, yeah, I don't get that sense for Mandalorian anymore. Loved the show, loved what I saw so far, but. Um, I still don't know what season three is going to be all about. And I don't like, how do you kind of ramp it back up? Yeah, um, I really don't know. I like, I couldn't picture the Mandalorian without Grogu. And then I also don't think that there's a way that doesn't seem extremely forced to get Grogu back on the show. You know what I mean? Like it's it seems like that's a that's an that's an end right there mm -hmm. to that to that yep. relationship. Well, it, it, the armorer set him on this path, right? And you can argue, oh, well, that was his path for season two, but it wasn't like the armorer showed up at the end of season three and said, "Hey, why don't you do this next?" <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, I guess you can kind of explore. Well, what does what does he do now that he's broken the creed? He's his life has changed. He can't go back to bounty hunting that he did. Like he's not the same character as he was in episode one. Um, but I I don't know what. Like I said, I I just don't think they they maybe thought that one through, or maybe they said. 
maybe this was the true ending and then they were forced to do another season and because it was so popular and they're like oh, we don't have anything <laughs> maybe uh, maybe he could maybe he could like maybe they could do uh something where you know maybe it's not the mandalorian anymore maybe it's called something else but he's one of the characters and maybe he him and I know Bill Burr, a Bill Burr character, and a couple other guys form like a, like a, like a Merc squad or something, and you know take it into a different direction, mm-hmm. make it more of a, make it more of an ensemble sort of thing. <laughs> now, 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 uh, now you, now you really got me uh, scared about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. It's great that we have something to watch on Disney again. Uh, looking forward to episode two and Loki. Uh, hopefully, they the pacing is a lot better than uh, Winter Soldier and Captain America, where we had our kind of complaints about that when we got to the penultimate episode and we realized, oh my god, it's the penultimate episode, really? <laughs> you got a lot to wrap up, folks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So hopefully, the pacing of this one is a little different, and maybe they've had a chance to kind of like sit back and and learn from uh probably more from wandavision yeah i think Um, that i think like if i was thinking of one of the previous series that this would be taking its cues from it would be wandavision i think so without doing too many fanboy predictions or do you think do you think uh, we're gonna not see any cameos of anything else because they are outside of time so they can go where the where they want right yeah, it seems I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, they had they didn't really do it in the other two series, right? Like, yeah, I think I think I think they like these sort of vehicles to stand on their own. So I don't know if you will see anything like that. But uh... if if they do, it will be probably someone we haven't seen before, where they'll blip into some space time spot. And then, oh, look, so-and-so is here. And then they leave. Yeah. Maybe setting up for, um, you know, something like uh, Guardians. Yeah. Or maybe um, Moon Knight. Maybe maybe Moon Knight. Uh, they're making a Moon Knight TV yeah. show, right? It's not a movie. It's a TV show, right? It's a TV show with uh, Oscar Isaac as uh, as Mark Spector. Hmm. Um, so maybe, maybe, he, <laughs> maybe the first time you see him is in like, a brief cameo in the in Loki when they're when he's flipping around he's various um it, you mentioned Oscar Isaac uh, I was I was going to say that another act actor in this case actress is hitting the um doing the triple crown of of nerddom is uh a Camille Emil Clark so she's been in Star Wars mm-hmm. she's been in Game of Thrones mm-hmm um, and now she's got a Marvel vehicle. Oh, what's she going to be in uh, Marvel? So Amelia Clark, she's in again. I think it's movie in Secret Invasion. In, in Secret Invasion. Yeah. So that is, I guess it's um, I guess it's setting up the um, next Captain Marvel movie. Oh, okay. All right, on. So she'll be she'll be triple crowning it in in all things nerd them so oh congratulations yeah yeah for sure 
Um, all right. Uh, why don't we kind of get back on to our normal track and let's head to the headlines. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to Loki episode two. We'll see that next week. Um, so the first story we have is something you'd think that I that is out of a Marvel comic book. Um, but I, 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 I assure you it is not, this is actually, if, if I were to have any type of paranoia, paranoia Curtis, it would be kind of the rise of the robots. And this is just basically fueling it. So the headline is a robot is killing weeds by zapping them with electricity. So on a field in England, three robots have been given a mission to find and zap weeds with electricity before planting seeds in the cleared soil. So we've basically effectively armed our robots now. Yeah. Even yeah. though it's for agricultural purposes, yeah. um, all it takes is one programming fault to think that, oh, humans are the weeds. That's right. That's right. Because we really are. <laughs> it, it's not that much of a leap of logic, really, for a, for a robot. For, for a robot? Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is this is how it goes, right? Like, you know. First, they're zapping weeds, and then Skynet takes over, and you know, decides <laughs> decides humans are expendable. But I, I, I guess I don't know. I, I in, in, a, in one way, you know, we can say you know, they're not using herbicides or whatever. But they had a little demonstration in the article, a photo of how it works, uh, halfway through, and it's like it's kind of like setting the weed on fire. I don't know if that's a smart thing to do out in the field, like creating sparks and possibly. Well, I guess is it is it when the field is otherwise it's other it's otherwise on uh, it's it's unseated, right? Uh, true. Yes, yes. So the whole idea is, um, uh, before they plant the seeds and the so that the soil is cleared, I guess. Yeah. So probably it would be okay. I would think. Um. No, Curtis, it's not okay. The robots are going to rise. <laughs> <laughs> and that and 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 they're gonna zap us with weed level killing electricity which i kind of want one cool. for my backyard if i'm gonna be honest with you because i i have trouble controlling the weeds because because we have like the these like it's a like like it's a stone sort of like sort of like a a, a layout of stone in the backyard oh, yeah but, yeah but it's not and, like interlocking like it's just and and it's not really well sealed or anything so there's just weeds growing up there and they're impossible to get to get out because they root underneath the the stones so one day we'll, we'll get the whole thing fixed but in the meantime i wouldn't mind just zapping them get getting one of those robots mm -hmm. to zap it and then I, and then and then i will alter its uh programming so that it can be like a guard robot so oh, <laughs> no, you then, don't want to do that. Don't don't continue arming it. Yeah, then that's just going to that's just going to accelerate the process of uh, robot domination. Yeah, I I love the fact that the robots and they try to make it sound cute. The robots, I guess there's three of them, and the robots are named Tom, Dick, and Harry. Yeah, hilarious. It's yes. <laughs> it's hard to make a robot cute. It's like those robot. Have you seen those? I think we've had a. I think we've talked about this. Uh, those robot. Those those sort of like police robots that kind of look like dogs. Yeah. But they're not really, we did talk about that, didn't we? Oh yeah. No, no, yeah. It, it, no they're, completely they're, they're terrifying. Oh yeah. They completely look like something out of uh half life two. Yeah. Um, so it says right here, a small robot 
Tom can scan 20 hectares, 49 acres, a day, collecting data which is then used by Dick. It's always the Dick, right? Used by Dick, a crop care robot to zap the weeds. Then it's robot Harry's turn to plant seeds in the weed-free soil. So we have Tom doing reconnaissance, Dick mm -hmm. doing the Dick work, and <laughs> Harry basically being the guy that's... Uh, He's the one planting yeah. the seeds. So exactly. in the in the robot uprising, so Tom is going to find you, Dick is going to kill you, and Harry's going to basically turn your turn your house and turn your ashes into um, some type of thing that the robots can use. Yeah, it's gonna 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 turn you into a battery. Exactly. Um, the next headline, and we are not necessarily going to talk about the event because you and I talked briefly offline about the event. Um, which is the Logan Paul Mayweather fight? Um, did you did you get the purse? What was the purse for both of them? Did, did, did that, that final number come out? Like, how did both of both of those fighters came uh, came out? That's a good question. I'm not sure. Okay, I'm, I'm sure they did fine. Okay, I, yeah, yeah. They're 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 not they're they're not uh, they're they're not eating shawarmas after, right? Like they're 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 eating big. Okay, so the headline of this one. Uh, sorry to go on that tangent. Logan Paul thinks his Pokemon Charizard card is worth $1 million after Mayweather fight. Um, so before we get into talking about the card, so uh, in his lanyard, um, I guess to prove that he's a VIP, I guess they had stuff to wear it if, he, if he's obviously the fighter. Um, I guess he put his Charizard card in along with his identification, which seems like a horrible idea because this is the rarest Pokemon card on the planet. Yeah. And he's like dangling around being all sweaty around it. Yeah. It's a very stupid idea. So for those that are keeping score, this is a BGS 10 first edition Charizard card. Um, it's the street cost is it's, it's almost half a million. I think courtesy you and I were kind of thinking at this point in time. Well, I mean, there's, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's, it's so arbitrary, right? But I think in that story, it said that that Logan Paul originally tried to buy buy one from a, from a from a from a collector, and mm -hmm. ended up buying a different card because this guy wanted four hundred thousand dollars for it. Um, same sort of thing, original Charizard uh, grade ten, grade ten card, um, but he managed to get his hands on on one somehow by other purposes. And now thinks due to his uh, promotional abilities that it's going to be worth a million dollars. Um, so, I mean, that, I mean, I guess one question is, uh, do you think that judging from how poorly received this fight was that, that, uh, <laughs> that he succeeded in, 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 in boosting demand for his Pokemon card? Only if it would only be in the sense that you're a Logan Paul fan first and then a Pokemon card collector second. I think if you're a Pokemon card collector, you'd be like, I'm not touching that card now. <laughs> That's the worst Venn diagram ever, by the way. What? <laughs> Logan Paul fan and Pokemon? Yeah. It, it's they're, they're barely touching, I think. Yeah. yeah. That's terrible. Um, 
but I, I know we've talked, we were talking, we're like, I mean, is it worth it as something is a card worth a million dollars? And I guess it comes right down to if somebody's willing to pay for it for yep. sure. Right. Like, yep. But, but the thing is after that first sale, it won't have that same cachet because there, you know, he, Logan Paul is not part of Pokemon, right? It's one thing to have, oh, the artist also sign it or do something right to the card itself that might raise it in value. No, it will, it will only, yeah, it will only go up in, in a Pokemon sense, right? Like, yeah, he's not gonna, outside of this, he's not gonna add anything. It's, you know, yeah, it's the same with like, uh, I was, uh, we were talking about the, uh, the Wayne Gretzky, uh, um, sort of analogy. There was, uh, a Wayne Gretzky card, uh, recently like just last month sold for three points as a i was a rookie in mint condition 3.7 million dollars in a private uh sale which is the record for a hockey card and uh Ooh. in december so so just like six months ago or whatever uh that this not this not necessarily the same card but another uh mint rookie card um where is it here sold for uh 1.29 million so you know <laughs> that's a huge increase but i mean like you say it, it's only because it's it's gretzky right it's not because you know gretzky's dad had it and or you know like or 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 like Bobby Orr tried to steal it, or you know, like there's no story. Or Bobby Orr signed it. Yeah, or Bobby Orr signed Bobby Orr, like like a like a Roger, like a Sean Connery photo signed by Roger Moore. Yeah, um, or or actually, it'd probably be more like Paul Coffey yeah. signing Gretzky <laughs> yeah. card. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, it's just because. So yeah, like I, I think Logan Paul's um, celebrity is not going to have a huge influence on an upward trajectory uh of value for for this charizard card but uh yeah but the card itself you know if if there's a guy who's got like like maybe in two years if there's a guy who wants that card and he's got 2.5 million dollars and he can't think of anything better to spend it on he might he might buy it yeah yeah no no uh the, getting back to the gretzky card very quickly um does that come with or without the gum no gum no, no, none of that sharp. It was sharp. Remember, you'd bite into it, and yeah. like, I, I, I always ate it or, or chewed it, but like, it was, it was pretty dangerous. But no, it's a, and it's oh, you have to get um, the Opeachy version because there's, you remember, there's Opeachy and Tops uh, and Tops, yeah, yeah, and they're essentially the same except the branding in Canada was Opeachy, and so you know, with baseball cards. Like I had a I had a Mike uh, a Mike Schmidt baseball card, you know, like maybe second or third year, and I thought it was worth something, but it was Opeachy, so it was worth it was worth garbage. <laughs> and then it's reversed for hockey. If it's got to mm. be the Canadian one to be worth, uh, to be worth that kind of money, the top the tops version of that card is is I mean I think it's so valuable, but not right, not right, seven, right. not not, not no, anywhere no, near no. seven figures. Right, right, right. All right, let's uh, let's move on to even more absurd. Uh, see, now we're starting to laugh at COVID nineteen, but this one I is more questioning um, 
the, the, the standards that of becoming a doctor in the States. So Ohio doctor and conspiracy theorist. How's that for a combination? Uh, that's the second worst Venn diagram. <laughs> Dr. Sherry Tenpenny falsely claims that COVID-19 vaccine is magnetizing people, in air quotes, after stating that protein in the vaccine has a, has a metal attached to it. She said, you can put a key on their forehead, it sticks. I'll put a key on her forehead and I'll bet you any money that it sticks. I don't know, having Magneto's powers, that sounds like a pretty good deal to me. I, I don't know about you. like. But yeah. the funny thing is, is she also has it reversed. It's like, well, okay, if the vaccine has metals in it, you know, okay. But that means it's a magnet. Like the mag, like, is it? But how much vaccine are you putting in you that it's like all over your body? Yeah. <laughs> like you're given what? What's in that? How many milliliters in that shot? It's like, it's, I, I wish I had my, my, uh, my, my shot thing. But um, so she, obviously she also conveniently runs a podcast where she made these claims. Um, this is purely a money grab, but um, I, I guess being a doctor isn't what it used to be in the States. And it you'd make more money making these outlavish language uh, claims and getting yourself on the news and it seems it's like i it does seem it, it does seem so incredible that somebody would would come out of a like a well-recognized medical school and have this opinion um which which leads me to believe that you know because we were talking before we're thinking back to that uh that one doctor that uh that 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 Trump was talking about when he was going for his uh, hydrochloroquine uh, sort of sort of dodge, um, mm. and she she had that whole thing. I didn't really get too into it, but there was something about like demons wanting to have sex with us or something like that, or I don't know. Oh right, 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 right. She she was the it was the doc it was the um, doctor that that was with other white coats, and she also again she was like a YouTube star that kind of. Yeah, in one of her YouTube videos was talking like that. In that video that's in the article, she starts talking. It's she she's of the five G group, right? Yeah. So, um, like I just wonder, like if some of these, you know, I I don't know, I don't know what this woman's credentials are. I don't know what that other Stella Isaacs, I think her name was, or something like that, or was that what it was? Or, uh, I I think so. But yeah, you were trying to figure out where they got their degrees from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I just don't know where they get their degrees from. Like maybe they get, you know, because, you know, when 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 you're on the subway, sometimes in the TTC, you'll see ads for for uh, medical schools in, in, you know, fabulous Caribbean locations. But I don't know how good those schools are. It could be like one of those... I can't get into a med school in my own country, so I'll go, you know, to this one in uh, in Antigua or whatever. Yeah, get my can, medical you can, degree. You can go and hang out with Doctor Nick. Yeah, yeah, the total Doctor Nick Riviera approach, and then <laughs> and then and then go back and practice in 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 my uh, country of origin. Um, you know, maybe maybe that's what we're seeing here because it just seems absolutely unfathomable that yeah that, that somebody in in that in in the medical community would have these 
uh, opinions. Not, and I'm not talking about like like doctors who might question the efficacy of vaccines or even question their safety or anything like that. I mean, like this, the, the this this nonsense, this magnetized nonsense. They had videos of some people trying to like prove that they were magnetized by the vaccine with coins, and coins are not magnetic. That's right. <laughs> like. That's if you if you know just that, then you know it's a it's a huge scam. Well, but there's that's, still that's people who the, buy it. That's if you understand what magnet how magnetism works. <laughs> that's not how the force works, Curtis. Come on. Um, yeah, but you know the, these doctors they go they go to these uh, these small they have a little office in some hideaway uh building and it's one room and that's where the, the you know the, the faculty is and you learn online or whatever and then uh you could totally be like dr nick and say hey baby i can prescribe you anything yeah 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 <laughs> um let's let's go on to the final headline this one we haven't done a guinness story in a while but i so i thought i'd bring one back this one's kind of more of a feel good it's not our idaho guy but uh, it, quite an accomplishment still. Swiss golfer plays 252 holes in 12 hours for Guinness record. So, yeah. Curtis, you did the math. So 252 holes, uh, how many rounds of golf did he play? I believe I believe it was uh, it was 14, uh, 14 rounds. He, he did the entire course 14 times in the 12 hours. And and you and I were were more impressed because this Guinness record actually has standards, like proper standards. Apparently, he had to perform the feat on foot. He could not use a golf cart because apparently the golf cart is banned by Guinness rules. Yeah, so it's almost like you know, it's almost like a a, a test of a, a test of endurance. Like it's obviously a test of endurance to play fourteen. <laughs> 14 rounds of golf but then on top of that there's the um you know it's almost it's almost like a like a like a walkathon mm-hmm. yeah you're 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 take you're 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 uh i wonder how many steps if he was recording it i would how many how many he hit that day yeah his fit um, would have blown up yeah i think so uh i obviously did it to raise money for special olympic switzerland so good for him um so guinness um i don't know curtis i i i can't play golf because i have this condition where the minute i hit the green i can't count higher than four so <laughs> I, I i i can't play golf uh, do you think you can do something like this curtis think we can get you to do 14 rounds of golf in 12 hours no maybe if it was like any nes golf like like back in the day um no i i can't play golf you know what I did find interesting about this is they don't mention his score anywhere um, that I can see, and uh, <clears throat> you'd think like to be able to play the the courses that quickly, either he's pretty good and he can like you know um, finish the finish the holes quickly, or it's just a ton of like gimmies, you know, like like maximum six shots per per hole and if he doesn't get it then it's then he just marks it six and moves on well at at 14 rounds in 12 hours he he would have had to go through 18 holes um and more like basically one 1. 1.16 times through a course yeah so 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 not 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 a so basically uh uh, one, 
one sixth. Am I doing my math right? <laughs> one, one sixth of a course. So one whole round plus three holes in an hour. Yeah. Now you've played golf more than I have, Curtis. How, how difficult would that be just to walk that in an hour? I, I guess it's possible if you just kind of walk through it, but to take a shot or shots. I've, between... I've actually, I've actually only played golf once in my life. Yeah, it's more than me. So you're still you're still the resident expert here. It was nine holes. No, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's it's uh, okay. You know. So so that 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 would be that that, that that's quite the feat. Okay. So yeah. I just want to kind of get a sense. I, I would have thought, like around a golf, I would think you know even if you were somewhat competitive with your buddy, you would still take more than an hour to play around a golf, right? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. No, no, this guy, I mean, no, no, it's legit quick, this guy, like, it's, it's crazy. So that's, that's why I'm just wondering, like, how, um, you know, how, how sort of strict he was with the scoring, because maybe it doesn't really, you know, the scoring is not the, the point, the point is, like, playing the holes and doing, mm-hmm. and, 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 and walking the course uh, 14 times. So maybe it's just, maybe they just said, like, it doesn't even matter what you get. But like, you know, we need to limit you to like X amount of shots per hole or you'll never do it. So, you know, yeah, that's so, why the score is not there. Because yeah. it, it seems to me like you would have to be like hitting pars like the entire yeah. the entire way. And I don't, or I don't or, hole, or hole in ones in every single shot. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe he was paid a visit by the time variance authority. It could be. For, for doing some type of... Uh, egregious act against the main timeline of, of, of and golf maybe. maybe 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 when we wake up tomorrow that, that story will be gone from our consciousness oh there you go um did you get a chance before we kind of sign off did you get a chance to catch up and watch ex machina from our from our last episode i haven't yet i haven't yet okay. i'm looking forward to doing so um but uh yeah it's 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 high on my list Oh, well, definitely when, when you finally watch it, I'll, well, I'll do a review and we can both talk about it. Cause I'm kind of curious at what your, your thoughts are on, on, on that movie. Because again, yeah. it wasn't like a, it wasn't a big movie in terms of like box office, but I, I think it was pretty good. So yeah, when you get a chance, we'll, we'll definitely talk about it. But, uh, uh, that ends another episode of the existentialist cucumber. You can catch Curtis and I weekly on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we're also now on Google podcasts, which, by the way, if you're on Google Podcasts, go to the other two. It's 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 a lot nicer experience. I, I can't stand that Google applications are still made by engineers for engineers. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it's they're, they're just not it's just not an enjoyable experience. Sorry, Google Podcasts, but yeah, you can catch us if you're uh, if you're listening there. But um, hit subscribe um, and on Apple Podcasts, give us a little rating. That always helps folks find us. Uh, enjoy your week folks and just remember that sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber oh.